Blog Talk Radio. It was a creed written into the founding documents that declared the destiny of the nation. Yes, we can. It was whispered by slaves and abolitionists as they blazed the trail towards freedom. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. It was sung by immigrants. They struck down the destiny shore. Flying high. Pushed westward. Against unforgiving Oh, yes. Yes, we can. It was the call of workers organized. Women reached to the ballot. A president chose the moon as our new frontier. And a key to the mountain top. From WBRN Radio and on the Boston Red Network. The Women's March 2019, it occurred on a Saturday in Washington, D.C. and approximately 300 other locations across the continuous 50 states and around the world. There was a unified agenda there for the Women's March. Let me just go back and look at some of this. We'll start in Juneau, Alaska. And the Juneau Empire here, missing, uh, murdered, and forgotten women, uh, March holds up for indigenous people, and this is by Alex and McCarthy. Many of the uh, signs and sounds at uh, Saturday's Women's March in Juneau were reminiscent of the past two women's marches in the pink hats, the signs that encouraged people to vote. One uh, strikingly slight uh, was new, more than a dozen red dresses held up uh, on a wooden uh, posts were illuminated in the sun uh, shine in front of the Alaskan capital. The dresses were meant to bring attention to missing and murdered indigenous women. The same occurred at the uh, Women's March in Washington. There were Pacific signs carrying the image of a Jade Williams, 19 years old, who was killed in uh, Kiki in 2017. Mackenzie. Howard, 13 years old, who was killed also in Kanki in 2013. The Senator uh, Hutchinson, uh, uh, and I won't try to pronounce the name of the the tribe here, uh, Tlingit, uh, one of the speakers at the uh, march delivered uh, a gripping address about missing, murdered, and forgotten Native uh, women or Aboriginal women. I come here with a sheet full of statistics, Hutchinson said, I'm here as a Native woman who can't stand to see another missing poster of my friend, my cousin, my neighbor, my cousin's aunt. I am here because I want to go back to the day where I was associated red dress at Valentine's Day and not missing and murdered indigenous women. And you'll see a photo on some of our outlets here of the march. Hutchinson, who uh, was an emerging leader on the Central Council of the Tulangit, uh and the uh, Hyder uh, Indian Tribes of Alaska, uh, 2017 Executive Council won. <clears throat> Excuse me, of uh, several uh, speakers during the hour-long event that turned into 
and annual events since the uh, first one in 2017. A representative there, Sarah Hanner, she's a Democrat from uh, Juneau, was in massive ceremonies. In addition to the seven speakers, Kathy Kim welcomed attendees by uh, singing the Warriors' women's song. The song echoed through downtown Juneau in the minutes leading up to the rally. About 650 or so people were attending, uh, filling the streets before marching to a Centennial Hall and a women march auction fair and local uh, NGOs and nonprofits were there. And uh, Setka women, and this I think you'll hear this in our presentation, uh, testified about the murders in Alaska in Washington, D.C. Around the country are not adequately identified. And that same thing goes for African-American uh, women and girls. Uh, Patricia Alexander recently testified in Washington, D.C., urging uh, the federal government to provide more resources and better training to law enforcement so that they can better report and track cases of missing or murdered indigenous uh, women. According to a study of November 2018 from the Urban Indian Health Institute, sites in Alaska and around the country, our uh, city, excuse me, are not adequately identifying and reporting these uh, situations. Hutchinson drove the same point, saying the federal government uh, wants to own... Uh, reservation indigenous lands but doesn't want to uh, commit the resources to take care of people. Joe Garcia, another speaker, talked about the toxic male attitudes towards women and how women need to become more aware of their inherent privilege. It is important to start teaching boys young about uh, how to respect and uphold women, Garcia said, also ending his address by referring to the plight of Native women, specifically asking for nobody to applaud his speech. Nothing I say here is new, Garcia said. It has been said before, so I just ask for a moment of silence for missing indigenous women's, women, the uh, ones who were murdered, the ones who people just don't know about. Garcia handed the mic back to Hannah and walked down the steps. U.S. Coast Guard Captain Allison uh, Caputo, a trans uh, woman, uh, told her story about trying uh, to uh, live as someone she wasn't and even contemplating a suicide. She called the uh, guard helpline and was diagnosed with uh, gender uh, diphobia and ended up in a transition in 2017. Let me finish this up here. Did you write a letter? Did you hold a sign? Did you go to a rally? Did you remember to vote? Hannah said, looking around the crowd as uh, gloved hands raised in the air. That is from uh, Juneau, Alaska. There's Mr. Clarence Page here. This will be for uh, our special presentation, which will appear uh, later uh, today. Uh, for ML King Day. Anyway, that's it. We go now to Seattle. Equity is not an easy fix. Equality, excuse me, not an easy fix. On a Saturday, they were replaced uh, with uh, pussy hats and uh, black garbage bags wrapped, uh, shouldered uh, protest uh, signs. One uh, read, uh, 
with an unflattering uh, drawing of DJ Trump to sign uh, wielding uh, partners wore a sandwich board with an official looking presidential seal uh, under a uh, closer look to reveal a twist on the design uh, with the words S.O. President of the U.S. Always in Seattle. It was at uh, Cal Anderson Park uh, there in Seattle started around 9 in the uh, day. The march was much smaller with, uh, than uh, last, uh, the, uh, in uh, the past years with about 10,000, which is a good. One of the things to point out here in various demonstration rallies across the country, it's not as important as the number of people that show up, but the impact of the rally. In other words, if uh, 20 people showed up or 100 people showed up, and 20% of those people are organizers, or 30% or 40%, and they go back into their communities wherever they are and organize, organize, and organize. The march has met its goal. And here with 10,000 people, you will have many, many going uh, back there. The march uh, went through uh, Seattle with little or no uh, disturbances. Counter-protesters didn't have much of a presence. I was the one in a... Uh, Make America Great uh, hat. That's uh, remind me of what happened to the Aboriginal in Washington, uh, and this Make America Great uh, again was uh, recording videos of uh, homeless camps and march past uh, and panning towards the uh, crowd. Equity for women means all women. Uh, one sign read and more fair uh, share a sign referred to Trump's attitudes and access towards women as uh, grabbing of the crotch, I'll clean this up a little, and name-calling of uh, political opponents like uh, Hillary Clinton uh, and uh, Nancy uh, Pelosi. We throw in that Elizabeth Warren, one uh, woman uh, who was wrapped in a pink cloth, uh, read uh, a sign, uh, uh, read women uh, say free, uh, Gaza. There's one important thing here. We see more and more of the uh, importance of Gaza, the Palestinian question. And that came about because of opportunistic uh, types that tried to destroy, literally destroy the Women's March. You hear uh, Tamika uh, Mallory talk about that and what the consequences of it was. The people did uh, appear there in Washington in great numbers, and uh, those uh, situations will take care of themselves. Political opportunism in this case, what it did was it exacerbated the public's awareness of the brutal uh, murders and genocidal situations uh, on the West Bank and in uh, Gaza as uh, the uh, struggling uh, Palestinian people suffer against a grab for land and murderous activities of the Zionist government in uh, Tel Aviv, it's in Israel. Do we not need to say any more? Uh, she also listed racism, uh, xenophobia, toxic uh, masculinity as uh, traits coming uh, from the White House. Well, no doubt about that. After quoting part of Dr. King's letter in the Birmingham jail, Obey uh, Summer uh, criticized the uh, inactive allies. Uh, 
I'm not sure who this Obey uh, Summer was, but anyway, the uh, oh, the white moderates were uh, outlined in his letter as uh, great stumbling blocks in the strive to freedom. This is what Dr. King actually wrote, and this is what we're celebrating. I heard that uh, Pence, the uh, vice president, had the audacity to quote uh, Dr. King and misuse his name. Uh, Robin uh, Robinson, uh, 58, also attended her first rally. And this is very important. You're seeing people engage in these rallies that were not engaged uh, in them at uh, at one time. So now we have begun to uh, see them occur. And somebody else, Vicki Schroeder, who had been to all three marches, said she was encouraged to see young people and people of her generation, ho generation holding signs together. That was uh, from uh, Seattle, uh, Washington. We'll have to cut short our introduction here, but we'll go on now to the Women's March in uh, Washington, uh, D.C. This is on the 20th of January, 2019, from WBRN Radio and on the Boston Red Network. Numbers man here from the Jerry Pippen uh, broadcast booth. And we will... Uh, have a special presentation of a Dr. King, which you will hear uh, later uh, today or uh, on uh, Monday morning. The Monday morning quarterback will also appear on most of the outlets. On some of our outlets, Dr. King's uh, presentation will be on Tuesday morning. Good day and happy uh, MLK uh, Day out there. Mind, let us into the light keep us forever in the past we pray let our feet in the first women's march this is just the beginning and it's truly just the beginning because we just Two months ago, voted in the most diverse women-centered Congress in history. And when I say we, I mean literally every single one of us in this audience and around the world. Because we're not just marching here in Washington, D.C. We have over 300 marches across the nation today. So I know that there's people who would very much like to see our movement shredded and put asunder. But you got to think about these little ones. you got to think about Penny and Chloe and your little one and the daughters that will come after our granddaughters. And we got to think about what type of world we want to create for them. And we've got to recommit today to struggling together to learning from one another, to reading and listening to the history, not from the people who did the oppressing, but from the people who were oppressed. That is our true history. We are standing on indigenous land, and I'm wearing red today because I stand in solidarity with indigenous people and recognize their claim to this land. Until we acknowledge the genocide of their people, the slavery of Africans, until we acknowledge the way that that oppression 
still continues today. It never really stops. And at that point, when we learn our real history, that is the point when we can be a part of the solution, no matter what the color of our skin. And I have a special message today for my white sisters. I want you to know that I am right here with you learning these things for the very first time. If you don't know, I've only been doing this work just like many of you out there for two years, not 20 years. For two years, not since the moment I was born, like so many of the people you've heard on stage today. And I am committed to continue to doing that learning and to uplifting their voices. Will you join me? Okay, I'm going to hold you to that. So with that, I am so very proud to introduce Tamika Mallory, Carmen Perez, and Linda Starsor, because they are my leaders, and they are the leaders we've all been looking for. Buenos dias, familia. Good afternoon, family. My name is Carmen Perez Jordan and I'm extremely proud as one of the original co-chairs of the Women's March to welcome the Women's Wave. Two years ago, as I stood on this stage and made promises to women and fans and allies around the world to help build an intersectional movement that was bound in the liberation of all people. I shared on that day how Dr. King spoke of the power of being maladjusted to an unjust society. I vowed that we would not adjust to hatred and bigotry. We would resist Islamophobia, xenophobia, white supremacy, sexism, racism, misogyny, and ableism. We would be brave and intentional and apologetic in addressing the intersections of our identities. And collectively, we would stand amongst the most marginalized because they are us. Those weren't just words to me. I have worked in the prisons for 20 years, and I believe in the inherent power and beauty of restorative justice. The idea that human beings are imperfect we fail, we make mistakes, but we do not throw away people. Over the last year, my sisters in Women's March and I have faced accusations that have hurt my soul. Charges of anti-Semitism and neglecting our LGBTQIA family. And I want to be unequivocal in affirming that Women's March and I and my sisters condemn anti-Semitism and homophobia and transphobia in all forms. There is no excuse of bigotry. There is no defense of bigotry. There is no excuse for hate. But if this movement is to grow and prosper, there must be, in times of conflict, an opportunity for truth and reconciliation. Are you committed to that? Yes. And I am with you, sisters and brothers and siblings, because I am committed to both as well. 
I bow to anyone who doubts their place in the Women's March. You are welcome here. I bow to Jewish women. There is a place at the table for you. I vow that we will work together and harder to fight against ableism in all forms of discrimination. I stand here as a Chicana, Mexican-American woman with indigenous roots in all my different identities, proud of the work we've accomplished together in the Women's March. You all showed up. We elected hundreds of women, and together, we will win. Now I stand even more committed to dedicating my life to building the beloved community that Dr. King, Dr. King dreamt of. Are you with me? The next step in this evolution of our revolution is the women's agenda. Women's Agenda will give clear marching orders to every grassroots activist in this nation and establish a solid platform on which truly progressive candidates could run and win in 2020. This is our blueprint for action in 2019 and beyond. But I want to leave you with this. I love this country just as much as I love anyone. I love the pastel sunsets in California, the rolling hills in Tennessee, the ungodly buildings of New York, and the country roads of West Virginia. But most of all, I love my people. I love the people that are the fabric that make up this great tapestry that is America. It's the 310 million stories that paint this once black canvas and the tens of millions of stories that came before them. It's in the people where we find our shared values, not in our politics, not through our laws. It's in each other where we find our hope. So I want you all to remember that the person who doesn't look like you or vote like you is still part of arguably the greatest experiment in history. And the only way we leave this place better for our children is to respect one another. Treat your neighbor as you would want to be treated. Listen to each other and find a way to work together on making this country, we all, what we all dream that it could be. Thank you. Y que viva la mujer. There are many who want to define women and rewrite our story. But it is important that we define ourselves for ourselves. I was born in Harlem, in New York City, in the 1980s, when the crack epidemic tore through our communities and destroyed our families. This epidemic was a man-made crisis 
designed to finish off my community. My mother and father steered our family the best that they could, utilizing the black freedom movement as our only source of survival. Through my eyes, I have watched friends gunned down. Through my eyes, I have watched families go hungry. Through my eyes, I have watched men leave on vacations behind bars. Very few people who don't look like me, and even some who do look like me, were there. I joined this movement because I believe that for the first time, there is real possibility to protect young girls who look like me. Young girls who are living with my circumstances, not in 1980, but in 2019. In 1851, Sojourner Truth asked the question, ain't I a woman? She was at a woman's convention in Akron, Ohio, with I'm sure a lot of women who did not look like her. Today we ask a new question. The new question must be, intersectionality for who? I ask this question as a black woman who mourns the loss of seven-year-old Jasmine Barnes, who was killed in a gunfight that had nothing to do with her. I ask this question as a black woman who feels the pain of Judge Glenda Hatchett's daughter-in-law who bled to death after a C-section because all records indicate that women with the best health insurance still cannot get the proper care in this country. I ask this question because seven-year-old Jacqueline Kale died at the border from dehydration. I ask this question on behalf of trans women who are the most targeted and the least protected in our society. And I have to imagine that Kimberly Crenshaw, when she conceived the term and the thought of intersectionality, was thinking about the stories that I have just told. To all my sisters, I see you. To my Muslim sisters, I see you. To my Latina sisters, I see you. To my Asian sisters, I see you. To my disabled sisters, I see you. And to my Jewish sisters, do not let anyone tell you who I am. I see all of you. I see you and I hear your pain. Whether you are a doctor or a sex worker or one of the 800,000 furlough workers who have not received their paychecks, I see you. And to my black sisters, I feel you deep down in my bones and in my soul. And I know that many of you heard a battle cry. You didn't know if I was okay. So you came, and you called, and you texted, and you tweeted. Let me tell you and make sure that you understand who I am. No matter what they say, no matter what they write, I will not bend. My back is up straight. I will not bow. I will not break. I am who I am for over 20 years, and no media outlet 
and no one else will tell you. I'm telling you, I love all people, and no one will define for me who I am. Only I can do that. And let me say this last thing. They asked me, what are you going to do? How are you going to handle this situation? I came to the Women's March and I brought people with me who were not coming before I made the call. And I'll tell you this, I came to do a job with my sisters and we will complete the job and no one will be discarded from this movement. We will stand together. We will love one another. We will protect one another. We have nothing to lose but our chains. God bless you. Go in peace. Give it up one more time for Tamika D. Mallory. Assalamu alaikum, my sisters and brothers. Linda Sarsuri here, national organizer with the Women's March and the co-founder of Empower Change. Nothing has really changed in two years. I still stand before you unapologetically Muslim American, unapologetically Palestinian American, and unapologetically from Brooklyn, New York. We are in a very serious situation. And when we are in serious situations, I remember the words of great people. If you are not careful, the newspapers will have you hating the people who are being oppressed and loving the people who are doing the oppressing. The words of our dear brother, Malcolm X and Hajj Malik Shabazz. Sisters and brothers, there are no perfect leaders. We are all flawed human beings. We should not be throwing stones from glass houses. Malcolm X also said, I want to be remembered as someone who was sincere. Even if I made mistakes, they were made in sincerity. If I was wrong, I was wrong in sincerity. I can deal with the person who was wrong as long as they were sincere. Sisters and brothers, we come to this movement not because we choose to come here. It's because we have to be here. Our communities are under attack by this administration. The media can talk about whatever controversy they want, but the real controversy is in the White House. What's controversial is a president and administration that cages children, that throws tear gas at human beings at the border. A president who wants to take back rights for LGBTQ people. What's controversial is our complicit support for a Saudi-led war in Yemen. Controversy is collusion with Russia. 
is bound up with mine, then let us work together. I want you to take five seconds to look at these faces. Because we're going to stay out here in these streets. We will be on the front line. We will continue to defend our rights and the rights of the communities that we come from. And this president said that he has an announcement to make today at 3 o'clock. Just to be clear, and we want to declare it from the stage today. He wants to negotiate with us and the American people and with Congress. And I want to tell members of Congress to listen to me very carefully. You will not negotiate on the backs of immigrants, on the backs of people of color. For no damn wall. We don't care what you got to offer. Because our answer to a wall in this country is absolutely not. No questions asked. Period. Point blank. The people united will never be defeated. The people united will never be defeated. The people united will never be defeated. An intersectional movement that was bound in the liberation of all people. I've shared on that day how Dr. King spoke of the power of being maladjusted to an unjust society. I vowed that we would not adjust to hatred and bigotry. We would resist Islamophobia, xenophobia, white supremacy, sexism, racism, misogyny, and ableism. We would be brave and intentional and apologetic in addressing the intersections of our identities. And collectively, we would stand amongst the most marginalized because they are us. Those weren't just words to me. I have worked in the prisons for 20 years, and I believe in the inherent power and beauty of restorative justice. The idea that human beings are imperfect we fail, we make mistakes, but we do not throw away people. Over the last year, my sisters in Women's March and I have faced accusations that have hurt my soul. Charges of anti-Semitism and neglecting our LGBTQIA family. And I want to be unequivocal in affirming that Women's March and I and my sisters condemn anti-Semitism and homophobia and transphobia in all forms. There is no excuse of bigotry. There is no defense of bigotry. There is no excuse for hate. But if this movement is to grow and prosper, there must be in times of conflict an opportunity for truth and reconciliation. Are you committed to that? Yes. 
And I am with you, sisters and brothers and siblings, because I am committed to both as well. I vow to anyone who doubts their place in the Women's March, you are welcome here. I vow to Jewish women, there is a place at the table for you. I vow that we will work together and harder to fight against ableism and all forms of discrimination. I stand here as a Chicana, Mexican-American woman with indigenous roots in all my different identities, proud of the work we've accomplished together in the Women's March. You all showed up. We elected hundreds of women, and together we will win. Now I stand even more committed to dedicating my life to building the beloved community that Dr. King, Dr. King dreamt of. Are you with me? The next step in this evolution of our revolution is the women's agenda. Women's agenda will give clear marching orders to every grassroots activist in this nation and establish a solid platform on which truly progressive candidates could run and win in 2020. This is our blueprint for action in 2019 and beyond. But I want to leave you with this. I love this country just as much as I love anyone. I love the pastel sunsets in California, the rolling hills in Tennessee, the ungodly buildings of New York, and the country roads of West Virginia. But most of all, I love my people. I love the people that are the fabric that make up this great tapestry that is America. It's the 310 million stories that paint this once black canvas and the tens of millions of stories that came before them. It's in the people where we find our shared values, not in our politics, not through our laws. It's in each other where we